What is the key to the relationship between a goalie coach and the athlete? That answer is part of a beautiful conversation with Stefan Wake, currently the Habs goalie coach, wooed over by Montreal after he helped Chicago win a pair of Stanley Cups with Corey Crawford and Antti Niemi in the crease. Goalies, coaches, goalie coaches, and you, the parents, will all be able to take something valuable from one of the first goalie coaches inside the pro game. Hello, everyone. I'm Darren Millar, bringing you into In Goal Radio, the podcast presented by The Hockey Shop, source for Sports Surrey, and thehockeyshop.com. Along with our little trip to Montreal and the visit with Stefan, we also catch up with Cam over at Source for Sports and our gear segment on this, the final show before Tendy Fest at Burnaby Eight Rinks on Sunday, May 26th. Woody's chatting about the proper way to fit pads. David Hutchison and the aforementioned Kevin Woodley are, of course, the co-founders of InGoal Magazine. And it is that currency in the industry that got the boys a few days at the headquarters of CCM Hockey last week. Oh, you know how many people would love to have traded places with you guys? Hutcha, I'll start you off because Woody, he just goes on and on and on. So I'll give you the ball first. <laughs> what? Tell us a little bit of the 411 about uh, what you guys got a chance to do. I feel challenged like I have to set a new record for talk time for myself here now. It's uh, oh, what a, what a privilege it is. It's sort of an annual event now that's happened in one form or another. I think about five times I've been there at, at this point. Um, and, and great fun because Montreal actually was my hometown for, for a little while as well. So I love getting back there. And, and it's a real privilege uh, to get in and just get a sort of behind-the-scenes look at uh, what happens. And a lot of things really strike you when you get a chance to uh, to visit there. We we go in for any number of reasons on, on different years. Uh, I think the first time I went in, um, it was really surreal for me because I was asked, uh, I happened to be in Montreal, they asked if I'd drop by and uh, share Maddie's opinion on the youth gear. And he was all of about seven years old at the time, and they wanted his feedback uh, on the newest iteration uh, of their line and wasn't particularly concerned with what I had to say. It was it was great fun. Uh, from there, it was involved some factory tours. It involved uh, some discussions about uh, gear lines and so on. And this year, it was a little bit different as well, where we got a behind-the-scenes look at the research and development that goes in into the gear. And uh, and I think one thing that would surprise people, although you're going up on this this beautiful large facility that that is everything you might expect it to be, the goal department is really just a few people. Um, you know, we see this stuff uh, around the planet and you, you assume that there's a force of 50 or 60 people behind it, but it's really a small, it has a bit of a mom and pop feel to it. Uh, obviously not the professionalism, which is, is top notch, but just the fact that you can develop a relationship with the very few people that are, are behind the gear. Uh, that we see everywhere. And so this year, uh, we got a chance to to get a look at the research and development that uh, is behind uh, the evolution of their gear. And uh, it dovetailed nicely with some work that we'd done here as well. Uh, so we were able to compare what we could do sort of in studio for ourselves with what they can do with, I think it was 10 different uh, 3D motion capture cameras uh, to look at puck velocities as they're striking pads and leaving pads. Um, Really, really fascinating inside look into the industry and talking a little bit about marketing plans and and then how our relationship with CCM will evolve over the years. So I didn't have a clock on that, but uh, how'd I do there, Woody? Yeah, not bad. 
Not bad. I mean, I think CCM wanting to hear from your kid is kind of like this podcast. We, we want to hear from everybody else, too. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He left out the best part, and that's the fact that him being from Montreal meant he got to take me to a bunch of places and eat a bunch of food that I'm normally too health conscious to eat and basically be bloated for the entire trip and yet enjoy myself immensely. My first trip to Schwartz's, that's the really important thing. And what was the what was the bagel place we had up at midnight after? Yes, Viator, San Viator, San Viator. San Viator. Yeah. So bagels at midnight, fresh out of the oven. That was pretty good. Uh, but he's right. Uh, CCM really, we think of them as this this sort of big, large corporate entity. The goalie department really is more like a family feel. And yet, when you walk into the R and D, they share some of those facilities, work with the same people who do the stick testing. Um, and it really is pretty high end. They brought in Ryan Frain from the University of Dalhousie. I should say Dr. Ryan Frain, who does a lot of goalie biomechanics there. Uh, he is a an instructor um, in kinesiology at Dalhousie, and they've worked with him on a number of projects. So we got to sort of watch the science meet the equipment, how they quantify it, and then how they bring it in. And a lot of the things are stuff that you and I would have experienced in pads, uh, adding the 3D molded uh, layer to the knee stack. Uh, understanding the need to have a really firm knee stack for a solid landing ground and how that gets the pad to the ice faster. And yet also the science showing that it's three times your body weight, the force that goes down. For a guy like me at 195, sadly, after the trip to Montreal, a few extra pounds, that's almost 600 pounds of force every time I drop to the ice. So you need that cushy layer on top of that firm landing area. And we saw some of the quantified measurements behind that. And that was pretty cool. So you have that sort of guys that play the position, girls that play the position, women that play the position, um, that family environment, understanding the position matched with the science. Uh, and it, it all adds up to a product that continues to get better. So it was pretty fun to see the background behind it. So you were only allowed two people? <laughs> just, well, I, yeah. Just you asking. Know, next, Everybody said, where's Darren? Everybody said, where's Darren? And hey. Kevin, he he's the one who stopped you from coming. I'm sorry. I tried to get you there. We're but. still a budget operation, Darren. And uh, so that meant sharing a room. I'm not sure you would have tolerated Hutch's snoring after a few pops with his buddy, Michelle, from TVA on the opening night. I handled the bagels. The snoring was a little much. Oh, I thought his buddy was the name of a brewery. Uh, do you guys know what CCM stands for? No idea. I know it's got cycle in it, and I know You're you know right. the answer. Yeah, Canada, and it's Canadian cycle or Canada cycle and motor. And motor. CCM was founded uh, on bicycles, but after the crash of the bicycle in the early 1900s, uh, they switched over to making uh, hockey equipment. So they're just thought I'd throw that out there. There's been few uh, owners o- over the years, but uh, yeah, CCM Canada cycle and motor. Uh, you guys were able to grab an hour while you were out there with uh, the goaltending coach of the Montreal Canadiens, at least on air, uh, an hour. Spent a much, lot more time behind the scenes with uh, Stefan Waite. Uh, that interview is coming up. Tendy Fest also on the way. The hockey shop rolling into Burnaby eight rinks uh, May 26th. Day-long activities and in goal, Woody, will be on hand. You will be on hand. That's where the budget went, Darren. Darren's coming out to Vancouver 
your chance to meet the man who makes this all come together, the voice, the guy who actually makes this sound professional, Darren Millard joining us at Burnaby 8 Rinks on May 26th from 11 to 4 p.m. We'll probably have a two, maybe two and a half hour live podcast in there. Uh, Pete Smith from Warrior Hockey um, with a long history of building equipment. Uh, he's going to join us on stage for part of uh, part of the live podcast. Alex Ald's going to join us. Uh, I think Mark Giniak and Spencer Freer from Bauer are going to spend some time out, out there. Uh, Mark Dekinich, former NHL pro goaltender, now doing training. He might he might drop in. I think he's going to be at Tendy Fest. Um, long list of guys. And, of course, that gives us an opportunity to thank the Hockey Shop, the Hockey Shop Source for Sports in Surrey, for putting on Tendy Fest, for being the title sponsors of Ingoal Radio and the Ingoal Radio podcast. Uh, and... You know, as far as you've heard me talk about all the things that they do at the store in Surrey, all the things that they do for online consumers at thehockeyshop.com, honestly, there's nothing they do better than Tendy Fest itself. And this is going to be bigger and better than ever. They've doubled the ice sheets. It always has been one rink in the past. They got two full rinks. They've asked the gear companies. And because they sort of lead the charge on this, the gear companies have responded. Looks like they're going to have about double the pads and gloves that they've had in past years for people to go out and test. And even if you want to just come kick the tires, you don't want to take it on the ice. I mean, to me, that's the best part of the day is a chance to try out the latest and greatest equipment on the ice stopping pucks. But even if you're not up, not up for that, there's a trade show going on. That's where we'll be. You'll be able to meet us, talk to us, watch the podcast. You'll be able to see there'll be goalie coaches. There'll be a live uh, mass painting demonstration, um, other equipment and vendors. And just, I mean, it's sort of goalie geek heaven. It's five hours. Uh, like I said, 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock, May 26th, this Sunday at Canland, Eight Rinks in Burnaby. Come say hello to us. Come say hello to Darren. Come say hello to the legendary Cam. Uh, from the hockey shop and just come come have a great time and last if you are planning on testing gear bring your own uh pads gloves it's all there but the rest is up to you skates and we'll talk about the importance of having those elements when you fit pads skates pants knee pads that you would normally wear we'll talk about that with cam in the gear segment this week um, but make sure you bring your own because they don't supply everything. You got to basically be ready to go on the ice. You just sort of add their gloves and add their pads and, and hit the ice, but everything else is you. Is there a lineup? Like, uh, do people get oh, yeah. there at 10 o'clock and, and, and line up to get in? Yeah, yeah no, pretty, yeah. Go ahead, Hutch. Sorry. Well, it's pretty, it, it is pretty popular. The first year we arrived, probably half an hour before, and there was, a, was quite a crowd already gathered. Um, I think one of the other things important to mention, because I had a goalie parent reach out to me today and let you know that it's a free event and you don't need tickets. You don't need to go to the hockey shop website to buy any tickets. Just show up at Burnaby 8 Rinks with your gear and and ready to talk goaltending. Funny, that was my well, next if you, question. If you, if you want to give me and Darren 10 bucks each to say hello, we'll absolutely mm-hmm. take it. But you know, beyond that, it's free. Well, uh, probably you'd probably have to pay them because of the time investment they'd make in talking to you, Kev. So, well, you know, uh, less is more in this case, uh, when you talk about, uh, Tendy Fest and there not being an entry fee. And, and that sort of fits into what we're seeing in, in the Stanley cup final this year, two Rask guys, uh, 46 games played this year against Calder trophy nominee, Jordan Binnington at 32 appearances. Those are the two goaltenders that will square off, uh, when the Stanley cup final starts between the Boston Bruins and, and the St. Louis blues. Tuka Rask has never played, uh, this few games as a starter. 
in a full season uh, in the uh, in the National Hockey League since he took over from from Tim Thomas. So those forty six games appear to be paying off that that lower workload, and even though they only faced Jordan Binnington once all time. And that was a 2-1 shootout victory by Bennington in late February over Tuka Rask. Boston, Woody, may be in the best position to beat Binner. Why is that? I don't know about beat him, but they may know his game. I mean, certainly better than anyone else. Um, We saw this with Matt Murray in Pittsburgh when he first came up that first year. He didn't have a lot of NHL exposure, and so there wasn't a book. There wasn't a lot of sort of film on him at the NHL level. And that was the case with Bennington, as you mentioned, uh, you know, less than 40 games in the regular season. I would argue as the playoffs have gone on, teams have gotten a closer look at his game and maybe broken down trends. But Boston had, they had eyes on him all last year. A lot of people seem to have forgotten this, but St. Louis didn't have an American Hockey League affiliate last season. They actually asked Bennington to go to the East Coast Hockey League. He said no. They found him a place to play in the Boston Bruins affiliate in the American Hockey League. So he spent, you know, I'm not sure if it's the full year. I think it might have been the full year, but he's been with the Bruins. Last time Hutch saw him in Toronto at the BioSteel camp working with Andy Kyoto, he was wearing Bruins-colored CCM gear. If any organization knows this guy's game, at least compared to the rest, it's it's the Boston Bruins. They had him there for a full year, so... Uh, and I'm and without going down a list, I'm guessing there's a lot of guys that are probably on the Bruins right now that would have spent time with their farm team last season and would have you know firsthand knowledge in practice. Yeah, look at that Bruins roster, and you see a lot of guys who have uh, been on the fast track over the last year and a half. Yeah, Binner had the Boston mask and those Bruins colors. You're right. Uh, congratulations also to Bob. Essenza and David Alexander, goalie Bob and David Alexander, they are the goalie coaches for the Bruins and the Blues who will meet in the Stanley Cup final. And we want to give them uh, a major shout out for another great accomplishment. Uh, And it's that theme of the goalie coach that we turn to for this week's In Goal Radio feature interview. Stefan Waite has been teaching goalies for three plus decades, and yet his first student, going way back when he was uh, mid-teens, just might have been his most important, which is significant when you consider that Steph has coached Corey Crawford to a Stanley Cup, and Waite's second championship with the Hawks followed his first, in which he got Antti Niemi across the line. And it was after his second championship that Steph was recruited by Montreal, left the Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks, and returned to his native Quebec to take over the goalies with the Montreal Canadiens, which includes working with the franchise's winningest netminder of all time, Carey Price, who joined us a couple episodes ago on episode 16. So here is Stephen Waite, a pioneer in the goalie coaching world with David Hutchison and Kevin Woodley, on In Goal Radio, the podcast presented by The Hockey Shop, source for sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com. Enjoy. So we didn't even think of this at the time, but we got three straight weeks of Montreal Canadiens content. We caught up with Kerry a couple of weeks ago, Sean Burke, who's working as a scout for the Canadiens last week, and now Stefan Waite, the goaltending, of the Mon- goaltending coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Former goaltending coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, two-time Stanley Cup winner, been coaching goalies now. And, and actually, before I get to you, Special Treat brings us into the Montreal Canadiens offices. We're actually conducting this interview in the room where he does most of his video work with Kerry, with Antti last year, with his goaltenders. 
first of all, thanks for joining us. And I was going to say, how long, like, how long have you been coaching goalies? We know the history in the NHL, but obviously it goes all the way back to starting in midget in the 80s. How long have you been doing yeah, this? Exactly. Uh, it must be, I don't know, a minimum 35 years. I started in 82, so do the math, uh, 37 or whatever. So uh, it was a long time ago with uh, those uh, poke check, uh, kick save, and uh, two pad stack, and uh, all that 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 kind of uh, techniques. Uh, it's been a long time, but uh, yeah, thirty some years ago. You started coaching at a very young age, then. Yes, I was um, sixteen years old. I knew I'll never be an NHL goalie, and I knew that uh, very early. I start with uh, coaching my brother Jimmy. Okay. And he was uh, really my first student back then. And uh, I thought I was a pretty good goalie coach in that time. And, you know, the goalie coach business didn't exist. The goalie coach job didn't really exist back then. You know, it was some uh, part-time goalie coach like uh, Jacques Plant and uh, those kind of guys. And uh, I just start to do that uh, on an everyday basis and uh, become the to me a passion to coach goalie and uh, just want to specialize on being a goalie coach without uh, you know you know without plan to do to live with that one days but uh turns turns out pretty well so well and i was gonna say back when you started too like the goalie coaches that exist were all guys that had played right it was all exactly. they, there was nobody at the nhl level that hadn't played at the nhl level yeah. so did you ever think that this would be possible? And who sort of broke no, down that barrier for no, you? I don't know. Uh, was it Francois? Francois? Maybe? No. The, was we, he the first? Or no? We start. Uh, we start uh, almost the same uh, same, same time. time. Uh, I remember it was a, a goalie coach and uh, Magog Metropolitan, and uh, Francois was the goalie coach with the Metropolitan in uh, in uh, uh, Boisbriand, and. Uh, so uh, we start almost in the same time uh, as a goalie coach. And you had, you had, we had just two goalie coaches in the whole league. It was me and, and Frank Allaire. So that's, uh, we start almost at the same time. Did you spend a lot of time together? Was it, I mean, since there weren't many coaches at the time, were you no, we swapping secrets or were you rivals? We, we exchanged a lot over the years uh, about goaltending, but... Uh, I got my own philosophy. Frank has got his own philosophy, and uh, sometimes there was a lot of argue uh, argument both sides. But it was uh, always nice to talk together, and uh, that was a good uh, a good time, a good whole time. <laughs> you guys are two of the pioneers of the position. You talk about different philosophies and the evolution of the position. You joked about two pad stacks back there. Kerry joked a couple weeks ago well, when we asked him what he was working on this summer. Two pad stacks. Um, obviously tongue in cheek, but as you, we were talking earlier, there's a place for it still in the game. Oh, uh, you know what? That's um, at the end of the day to do whatever it takes to stop the puck. And I don't like the goalie to think too much during the game. Do whatever you want to. And uh, to me, that's the the, the biggest changes uh, I brought to my goalies uh, last couple of years. Don't be too predictable. I don't like the goalie to uh, to be. Uh, uh, just uh, thinking about his technique, about being a robot. Just do whatever is taken. Don't think about it. That's why sometimes, you know what? Two pad stack, poke check, or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that to surprise the opponent. And sometimes desperation is huge right now in goaltending. So two pad stack, why not? So uh, I got no problem with that. 
And um, you know, sometimes not because it is it's old. That's not good. Uh, don't uh, don't because that's old style. There's a lot of things we I teach 35 years ago to me still good. So that's important. I, we don't practice two pad stack, obviously, but if it is, your instinct tells you to, you need that, go. How, how as a coach though, do you instill that ability to? pull from somewhere else when you're in a game to stop thinking and just not be predictable to me that's very important and uh you know uh, maybe 10 years ago i was, I was watching guys like uh, tim thomas and uh or dominic Cassock and uh most, most of the pre most of the people uh, person say wow he's he's all over the place he, he got no clue what he's doing and stuff like that and i I start to watching those guys and uh, Tim Thomas. I say he must be something good uh, because you, know, you want the visionary, you want the cop. You, you, know, you got a couple of very good year in Boston, and so you know what? This guy is so unpredictable. Even me as a goalie coach, I has a hard time to 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 write down a scouting report when I was with the, the Blackhawks because I, I don't know what he's doing, and uh, it, and that was the strength. Uh, that was his, one of his strengths to, to be unpredictable. And that's why, where I start to tell my goalies, you know what, just use your instinct. That's a huge thing. But in practice, come back to the basis. Good technique, be square, don't cheat, be patient, rebound control, stuff like be in control. But in the game, don't think about that. Just go, just use, trust your instinct. And the good habit will take over because the good habit you take into practice will take over in the game situation. So that's very, boom, to me, I always ask my goalies, don't try to be perfect in the game. Just go, just use your instinct. In practice, that totally uh, opposite uh, a mindset. Try to be perfect in practice. Be everything you're doing, do it right. That's very important because that's going to bring those good habits in the game without thinking about that. Predictability is something that we've seen. I mean, goalies, it's not fair to say they all look the same because they don't. There's never one way to play the position. As we see kids coming up, though, they, there's times where it feels like they do look a lot alike. Um, and that predictability, I would guess, throwing different looks at shooters, you must just catch them completely off guard because a lot of the shooters now have come up expecting a goalie to move and look a certain way. Is that where the value of unpredictability comes up in exactly. at the highest level? Exactly. And, you know, the, the shooters uh, now, they know they knows how the goalies play. Most of them, they, like you said, you play almost the same. So that's why you sometimes be more patient. Don't drop too too early or uh, or just challenge them at the last seconds or, uh, or be uh, more patient or do something different. That's why we, I like to practice a lot of different technique in the same situation, bad angle shots, you can be overlaps, you can go uh, uh, reverse VH, you can go uh, one knee down, or you can stay on your feet. And there's a lot of situation, a lot of way to play the same situation to me. That's why I like to practice every situation in the game situation, their instinct, the goalie's instinct, they'll take over and do whatever it takes. So, but uh, that was one of our, our problem, and especially here in the Quebec province and maybe all over the, the country, that's uh, every goalie played the same things, technique, square, butterfly, just let the puck hit you. And that became a problem. It became a, a problem for, uh, 
for our goaltending because, again, they all two are predictable. They all play the same things. I want to see something special in the goalie. What something uh, aggressive, body language, or different, or uh, the way you battle, the way you you you're unpredictable. So that's that's very important now for to me. Do you ever get a, Do you ever take the time or get a chance with some of the other coaches on the team to to swap knowledge to to learn what is it that the players are looking for, uh, so that you can bring some of that shooter's knowledge. Back oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's something that's something, uh, but not with the coaches, mostly with the players. Uh, some players come to see me or I, I go see them, say, hey, you, you always shoot that, that spot, you know, why you don't try this uh, this shot? For example, uh, one foot off the ice, blocker side, stuff like that. Instead to always go top shelf because you, as a shooter, are predictable too. So sometimes uh, you so know, you're helping them too. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, yes, yeah, that's sometimes something. Sometimes I'll talk with uh, some players uh, or most of them. Sometimes before a game, they got they came to me say, "Oh, what do you, what do you think about this goalie? This the opponent goalie?" So uh, of course we got we we post a scouting report, but sometimes they want to know more. And then the opposite, the the some goalie, uh, some players, they don't want to know exact nothing about the opponent goalie because they think too much, and uh, and uh, you know that that's take away their instinct too. Who are some of the players over your career that have really wanted to study the goaltenders more? Um, I remember in uh, Chicago, a guys like uh, Patrick Sharp. They, uh, they asked me a lot, or uh, Mariano also. They asked me a lot, uh, oh, where I should go against that goalie. Or, and some uh, some guys like uh, Jonathan Taves, he doesn't want to know because they take away his instinct. So you got two kind of different shooters, and uh, and that's the same thing for goalies. Sometimes they want to know uh, all the te- the shoot about the opponent shooters, and some goalies they don't want to know because it make him to think too much. So uh, for ex- an example, uh, you play a goalie who's playing against his whole team. He knows every tendency of uh, the opponents. Uh, and sometimes he's going to cheat manually. He's going to cheat because, uh, for example, this this guy's go always go a top shelf, uh, glove side. So if the the guy doesn't shoot there, the goalie is, is done. You know. So that's two way on it. That I'm not a big believer on study every shooters because it makes you think too much. Instinct. Yeah. That's all about instinct, exactly. Well, you, you talked about practice with the goalies and about, you know, in practice, that's where you want to try and be perfect or you want to make sure you're technically sound. Is that, do you mean just your practice with them or through the entire practice? How do you manage practice for goalies? I know there's been a lot of attention on it here, especially with Kerry and his workload, but just in general, how do you manage practice for goalies when so much of practice is sometimes not goalie friendly. You know, there's a lot of rush drills. There's a lot of situations that aren't realistic. What do you tell your goalies and what would you tell young goalies about how to manage that? That's a good question. Uh, First of all, I got to talk to the coaches before practice because, uh, you know, warm-up drills or shooting drills, I need time and space uh, for goalies, you know, just get set, be square, make the right things. If the the shooter's coming too fast or... Uh, no space between uh, two shots. Goalies start to cheat, and that's uh, exactly the. You don't want that. So that's uh, I got to make sure with the coaches. Got the, the 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 good the perfect drills for the shooting. That's uh, the first thing. But after that, there's a lot of like you said, uh, a lot of drills are not really good for goalies. But there's always something good for goalies. There's always 
The only thing is uh, don't cheat, you know, two on one or sometimes that's three on all. And uh, that's uh, the worst drill for goalies. But just don't cheat. Uh, play it like a real situation. And I, I don't care if they're going to score uh, eight times uh, out of ten. Just do the right things. And that's my job during practice to watch goalies. Just make sure they don't cheat. They're patient. They're square. Uh, they're set. They're in control, on control. And that's very important. So every drill, even that's the worst drill for goalies, there's something good for them. Sometimes it's just uh, battles, just battles. You know, uh, there's a, uh, out, of, out of a corner, drive the net, and uh, everything at the net or whatever. There's just battle, compete. There's always something good, but do it right. That's the most important thing. I've been fascinated to watch some of the clips that we're lucky enough to see of you working with your goaltenders here. And, and quite often they're fairly slow, fairly deliberate, just trying to rep in a particular move. Um, probably not the speed that people might anticipate a goalie working at in the National Hockey League, slower than you'd see a lot of minor hockey league kids work. So what's the lesson there? And, and then again, how does a coach apply that if they're working with kids? But that's a, the most important thing is just take good habit. Again, like I said before, just do it right. That's not about uh, be, do it quick and be, uh, be all over the place or cheat. That's just do it right. And uh, the most important thing when you, uh, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one practice with the goalies before the, the team practice is uh, – Three things. Always having a, a movement drill. We just and uh, I got um, technical drill and reaction drills. Just react. So I always include those three kind of drills in every practice, almost every day of my, my goalies. So that I think that we uh, that's very important, and that's what I, I preach to to the the, the coaches, uh, minor hockey coaches. So just movement drill, moving drills. Uh, technical drills and react just a reaction drills so that uh, always includes those three kind of drill can you give me an like obviously movement is crease movement patterns yep, yep can you give us an example of what a technical drill would be like if you're right. working on a post player or Could something like just uh for the kids just uh go butterfly be square rotate your hips and get up with the right leg and Simple push as that. that's technique okay okay and for reaction drill it's just uh uh could be uh just Glove drills, I just be uh, stay uh, deep in the net and just react to the uh, quick drills or uh, pass out and uh, uh, one timer and just react st stuff like that. So that's two kind, two kind, uh, three kind of different drills. So you know always, I mean? always incorporate. Yeah, that yes. totally makes sense, and you can work through different progressions of each type. You talked about pace early in practice and talking with your coaches about making sure there's enough gap. Do you preach that to minor hockey coaches too? Because that's oh. the one thing we've seen. Like just, and I remember when you when when you had your shoulder injury, yeah. picking the right shooter. So you had guys that understood the importance of giving the goalie time to recover. I see that in minor hockey all the time, where it's just oh yeah, the kid isn't even finished making one save, and the next shot's on top of him. Yeah, that's very important. That's a good question. Uh, that's something the only even here with the. Uh, with the Canadian or with the, when I was with the Blackhawks, I always pick certain uh, shooters because a lot of I got a lot of shooters. A lot of guys want to shoot, but they 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 don't want they they, they, they want to shoot to, to score goals. And that's uh, I need to take your time, shoot at the right time, at the perfect spot. 
because uh, we got every drills we got a purpose and there's some shooters they can't do that they don't have fun to do that because they want to score goals and they, I remember a couple like, like uh, in, in Chicago, the worst guy was Patrick Kane. He just want to trick the goalies and try to pick up the, the spot to score. That's exactly the opposite I, I needed. So that's, uh, that's very important. And take your time, shoot at the right time, at the right spot. That's very important as a goalie practice. Well, and I mentioned the shoulder injury. You got, so this is a hazard of the job that I never would have thought of, but Steph actually had to have, now if you had both shoulders done or just one? I had one, but I need to do the other one for the last four years and I'm not ready for that. So complete rotator cuff repair because of shooting pucks shooting for the last 37 years. 37 years or so, yeah, well, for sure. Oh, for sure. That's a, That's a health uh, hazard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. But uh, no. Uh, Are goalie coaches the best shooters? I used to be before those uh, those uh, that injuries uh, that uh, surgery. <laughs> I used to be. I remember uh, in Chicago, uh, Habby Bull and Nick Habby used to tell me said you're the best shooter in the team back then in, uh, in Chicago. Of course, I was before uh, we got Patrick Sharp, Kaner, and uh, and Taser and those guys. But uh, used to be uh, you got the best shot in the team. Not anymore. <laughs> Take a shift on the power play. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I needed time and space. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hard to create that at our age. Yeah. So what, when you look back, I mean, obviously, career still going. What, what are the fondest memories to this point? What do you mean? When you look back, at like yeah. you're obviously not done by any stretch of the imagination, but when you look at your career so far, like what, what are the memories that jump out? Or is it is it oh. you know fun with those guys shooting? Is it cut? Like what what are the what are the things that come to your mind first? But obviously, there's the, the two uh, two Stanley Cups, and uh, uh, that's one of the best memories. And I used to I used to go win the uh, used to be called the Air Canada Cup, you know, the, with the Meg Agmer so that was that's big for me too. That's uh, it's not as big as a Stanley Cup, but almost because uh, I was huge back then as a goalie coach. Always been proud to almost every goalie I, I used to coach in the Quebec Junior Quebec League. Uh, he almost all gets drafted in the NHL. So that was a big accomplishment for me. Uh, the World Cup two years ago, and I was a goalie coach with uh, Team Canada. It was uh, another big thing. So. Uh, but the biggest thing is uh, uh, to work every day with the goalies. I love that. I love to exchange with them. I love to have some argument with them sometime. And uh, uh, I, I just, uh, that's uh, every goalies I used to coach or I still coach. And uh, uh, they're, uh, we, we, we're still close uh, even today. So uh, I remember even uh, with the, uh, uh, those guys, uh, Abby, uh, Nikolai Habibo, and we still text each other uh, almost once a month. And, you know, that's, uh, that's a relationship, the relationship uh, I developed with those guys. That's uh, the biggest thing for me. Uh, I, I still, uh, that's, uh, that's huge. We have a lot of young goalies. Like we talk about, we ask you to speak to the young goalies, but we actually have a lot of young goalie coaches that listen to this podcast as well. Interesting to hear you say, like, the arguments, the back and forth talking it's a two-way conversation like how important is that was there a time in your career earlier where it was more this is my way yep. or did, was that an evolution for it you used to be like that yeah, yeah for sure it used to be like that and uh, now that's very important because to me the most important things in my job is 
feel like Magoli feels. I, you got to feel them. You got to feel, okay, he, he looks more comfortable doing that thing or or being more aggressive or being more in control, deeper. Or or uh, sometimes uh, I can't, I know Magoli so well. It's like, I, I know exactly what's going on in his head. He, 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 read, the, he read the different situation or... Um, uh, that's that's very important. So the only way to get to in in his head, that's to uh, talk to him and listen to him. That's the most important things. And uh, you got to feel your goalie. You got to think like him. Your goalie has to take like think like you, and you have to think like him too. That's that's very important. And you can tell a goalie do that or play that kind of game if. He doesn't feel good or he doesn't believe it and you just create gray area and that's the most important thing so the most important things for a goalie feel good on what you're doing and we'll go with that and no matter what i think that's the most important is i'm not in the net the goalie is in the net uh that's, that's the most important thing as a goalie coach you got to understand that and the only way that's exchange Ask him every day how you felt about that way, what you think about that goal, how you read that goal, how you read that that save you made, uh, what do you think about that situation. Every day I ask a lot of questions. I need to get in his head and I need to talk, think like him. Foundation of being a great teacher is having a great relationship and understanding individuals. Oh, especially as a goalie coach, huh? That's the most important thing. If you don't have a good relationship with your goalies, your goalies won't talk to you. They won't trust you. They won't tell you stuff like uh, whatever. Something happened at home, and that's important to me to know. If you know, or or he's 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 tired, or he's uh, he's hurt somewhere. He doesn't trust me. Uh, I I will never know. Or or how you feel on the ice. Okay, I don't, we practice this thing, but I, I, I don't like that, or I don't feel good on it. So, all right, that's important to exchange, to, to talk about that. So that's huge, huge, huge. If you don't have a good relationship with your goalie, that's impossible. You're, you're done as a goalie coach. That's really changed over time, I think, at least working with young people. We've found that you, know, you have to give them the why now oh, so much more sure. than you did 20 years oh, ago you're so smart it's yeah. so smart now they ask okay why why and why you're you're so right about that and uh, you got to be uh, uh able to answer the, the, those why question and if you, you're not able to answer those why question uh, again as a goalie coach you're you're done because i said so isn't an answer anymore yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> i still try it with my kids but it's not working evidently yeah. <laughs> oh yeah exactly who, who have you who have you had the most um, of the guys you've worked with in the NHL over the years? Who are the ones that really like that back and forth the most, who really want the why, who want to understand the position? Maybe even which of the guys you've worked with in the past might end up a goalie coach themselves one day? Carey's one of the, if he's not, he's disagree, he'll tell me right away, why do why you want me to change that? And I, I have a sell job to do it. And, and that's uh, sometimes it's just the, the first time the goalie or not sure, just try it. If you don't feel good, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. But Kerry uh, is one of them. Uh, I used to have a Abby who used to uh, be like that. Um, not too many, honestly. Or who might be a goalie coach themselves one day because of their passion for the position and understanding it. 
Ja, det är så många. Jag used to uh, Patrick Larim. I used to tell him uh, you, you're going to be a very, very goalie coach because uh, he asks a lot of questions. He, he likes the pushing, the pushing, the pushing of the goaltender. Uh, Anthony Emi is the guy who has tried to uh, to uh, learn about the game. We spend a lot of time in that room here. As uh, you watch every detail and. Uh, you, Uh, after the game, you want to see some stuff uh, right away because you know you, you you'll think too much about that when you won't sleep. And Anthony Emi, I always tell me he's going to be a very good goalie coach. Uh, Peter Budai is a guy who's unbelievable too. He, he like to uh, that the, to learn the goal uh, the, the positioning as a goalies and. Uh, that's another one. Uh, I think is going to be a very. He could be a very good goalie coach if you want. Um, you know, my brother Jimmy is a very good goalie coach. He's a very good goalie, goalie coach, but he's a guy who was very picky on the detail, and we uh, spend a lot of time when we were uh, young and still talking about goaltending. GF Labay was a Labay is a goalie coach in San Diego with the uh, uh, Anaheim Farm team. He's a kid who uh, I used to coach a lot in uh, minor hockey in Sherbrooke. He came to my goalie school. He was so young, you know, and he, uh, he became a good goalie coach. He still worked at my goalie school, my goalie school, and he's, he's he became a very good goalie coach. So uh, that's funny because I, I got a lot of uh, Danny Sabrin, Sabrin, who's still uh, he's uh, with the Rouen. Yeah, I had him in Vancouver, got to oh, know him, so I'm not surprised at exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah, I knew he's going to be a good, very good, good goalie coach. I had him to three years junior in Sherbrooke, so uh, he, he and he. He'll, he'll be a goalie coach in the NHL one day, I, I believe. So uh, there's, there's a lot of kids like that who I used to coach, and they become a very good goalie coach because they got all the same things. They got the passion. Uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, if you start, when you start as a goalie coach in minor hockey or uh, even major AAA junior, you don't make a lot of money with that. You do it because you got a, a passion. That's the only way to do it. If you don't have that passion, do something else. What? To, how cool is it to have Jimmy be a goalie coach? Like, you were his goalie coach, and now he's coaching the NHL, and he's coaching in Chicago, and like that's got to be a pretty neat experience for you two to go through that together. Oh, that's uh, that's great. You know, that's uh, I'm pretty proud of him. He, when uh, I recommend Jimmy to the Blackhawks. Uh, uh, I remember Joel, uh, Joel called me and said, uh, I need a recommendation, a recommendation. Do you know a goalie coach who uh, teach like you, think like you, the same style as you? And I said, I don't know. Uh, they're the good goalie coach. They're already, already under contract somewhere. So I don't know, uh, Joel, uh, let me think about that. So I called him a couple hours later and said, I got one, uh, my brother. I remember the first Joel's reaction. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "No." You say you, you you're looking for something, uh, some some someone like me, or is teaching the same thing, same philosophy, and uh, I don't say uh, I got one. Jimmy played pro uh, for 20 years. Uh, he's a goalie coach in the Quebec League and scouting me for the last three years. He worked with me in the summertime, and uh, my goal is cool. He think like me. He's like me. He's a mini me. So <laughs> he said. So they interview him and they hire him, and he's still there for. Uh, I don't know he's there for six years, and he, he won a Stanley Cup, and uh, he's doing a great job. So that's. Uh, I'm very proud of him. That uh, I, you're right, Kevin. That's cool. Now, 
what, coming home. Like we talked about this when you got the job. This is also pretty cool. Like to be back in, 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 your, in your hometown, in your home area, coaching the goalie coach of the Montreal Canadiens, a team that you grew up cheering for. We, we, t- we saw the picture of Ken Dryden on the wall, your favorite goalie. Like what th- what's this been like? like- oh, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, I've been very fortunate to, play, to coach with the Chicago Blackhawks and Montreal Canadiens. It might be one of the, the two best organizations in the league. So, uh but honestly, there was a tough decision to when I left Chicago. Uh, we just won the Stanley Cup in 2013, and uh, my contract was up, and uh, they offered me a pretty good offer in Chicago to stay there. And but uh, in the same time, uh, Montreal shows up and they want to talk to me, and uh, that was the timing was perfect for me. I just spent ten years in Chicago, and uh, you know, always dreams. To to be here with Montreal Canadiens at one time before my, the end of my career. And there was, I know, there was three things in that decision. You know, there was, uh, first of all, come back home. Uh, come back home, that was, uh, that was important to me and my family. And uh, work with the Montreal Canadiens, that's huge for me. And one of the biggest things I was to work with Carey Price. And uh, I remember it was in uh, Chicago, and uh, I always, always imagined me working with Carey Price. I knew exactly what I want to do with him. I knew, exa- I knew exactly what kind of goalie he can become. And that was uh, another big uh, thing in my decision to work with Carey. So had that been everything you dreamed it could be? Like, is that that opportunity to work with him? I think no secret that whether it's us as fans of him as a person and as a goalie or around the world, a lot of people think he's the best goalie. Has that experience been everything you thought it would be? Yeah, exactly. Everything happened I, I, like I, I, I thought. And uh, so far, so good. Knock on wood. But uh, I agree. I think he's uh, for sure he's one of the best goalies in the world. To me, he's the best goalie in the world. Uh, the way he prepare, the way he work every day, the way he focused, the way uh, uh, his body language now, uh, his attitude is, uh, uh, but mostly uh, uh, the way he prepare every day. That's uh, impressive. That was, he's a real pro, and uh, I got just a lot of respect for him. And at the end of the day, uh, you know that's he deserves that. Uh, that's he's the guy who stopped the puck at the end, and he's got all the credit for that. We hear that phrase a lot, he's a real pro, or you need to learn to be a pro. Can you tell the youngsters out there listening, what does that mean? What, what, what is That's it like huge. to be an NHL goaltender, and what's expected of one? That's huge. You know, uh, to me, uh, consistency, that's uh, equal two things. Uh, your base as a technical, uh, technical basis, uh, and your preparation, game preparation. That's equal consistency, you know. That's easy to, to say, okay, that goalie is pretty good, but he's uh, up and down. You know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's average, sometimes bad, good, good, average, good, bad. There's no consistency in your game. So that's easy. So he's a good goalie, but there's no consistency in his game. But that's a big word, but how you, you fix that? And to me, that's every practice, do it the, the right things in control uh that's all about technique and the second thing is game preparation game preparation is how you eat uh, what you eat every day that's part of the game preparation uh 
how you rest yourself, uh, what time you go in the bed, you know, the, your, your rest is so important as a goalie. You can't focus if you're not rested. Uh, how you practice every day, how you stretch before, how the, the workout you, you do, uh, the treatment you're doing every day, the video session, you come in every day and focus on the detail on the video session. You ask questions, the way you prepare be before the games, the way you, uh, you assist to the meeting, team meeting, PK meeting, and stuff like that. That's huge. Game preparation is huge. The, the way you, uh, what time you arrive, at, you, you get to the ring before the game to make sure you focus on the right things, you fix your equipment, you adjust everything. That's part of the game preparation. Uh, uh, that's huge. Like I said, that starts with the, how you eat, how you practice, how you sleep, how you take care of your body, how you train off ice, how you train on the ice, the good habit on the ice, video session. That's huge. How you uh, focus on the opponent, how you, you know your opponent. That's game preparation is huge. And to me, that's bring consistency. You give it a chance. You give it, you a chance to to succeed every, every, every day. That's huge for me. And how do you teach that to the young prospects that are coming into the organization? Kerry, of course, has his routine, does his thing, but now you bring a goaltender in who's been drafted recently. How do they, how do they learn to, to fit into that lifestyle? By the way, I talk a lot with Marco about that stuff, kind of stuff. And uh, Marco, that's his job to do it, that. And, Mar uh, Marco and, Marciano, the yeah, development Marco coach? Marco Marciano, our goal coach in uh, Laval. He's, we, uh, we talk about uh, a lot of those king, uh, thing, uh, kind of things uh, and my philosophy, all I think. And uh, he's pretty good to that too. Uh, so we, uh, we're on the same page on uh, almost everything, is, which is good. And uh, so when the prospect camp, I have to, the chance to meet our prospect. Uh, we're going to talk about that, that the, game the game preparation, how huge is, it is for me. Um, uh, the good habit of ice, how you eat, uh, sleep, all the stuff that like that. That's so huge. So uh, we got uh, we talk about that in the summertime, and Marco take over during the the hockey seasons and uh, and the other things. When you come here at the the the, the camp, the, the the main camp, uh, just watching Carey Price for them. That's huge, you know. Uh, uh, Michael McNevin uh, a couple of years ago, he, he was so impressed to be in the same locker room as Carey and on the same ice, and they just watching him. And they, they learn a lot uh, every day. When we, when we call up a goalie, Charlie Lindgren, uh, he watch Kerry uh, in the gym and uh, training rooms and uh, before practice, uh, after practice, and he, they they all watching Kerry, and that's he's the best example. Just watch him; we learn a lot. That's oh, funny. We we said because we've said the same thing. Because Kerry, he does. We talk about what you do on the ice, crease movement patterns. You know, little kids probably think it's boring, something they do at goalie school, go do crease movement patterns. But you watch Kerry, and he'll tell you the whole foundation of his game is movement. He's always doing crease movement patterns. And my goal is cool. I always tell my my, my kids, is, uh, most of the drill I, what I'm doing in, uh, at my goal is cool with the kids at 8, 9, 10 years old. We're doing the same drills with Kerry Price every, every, almost every week. So... Still the basis, the basis. I, I know that's not fun to just move, move around the, the crease, no shots, but that's the base. That's the most important thing. Before you have fun, you got to go through that stuff. But 
if you don't like that, you don't have the passion. If you don't have the passion, you got no chance. We talk about crease movement and we saw you took us through on a tour of the, of the Canadian's locker room. Thank you very much. That's a pretty uh, big treat pleasure, for us. Yeah. Um, we'll share some photos on social for our, our in goal magazine fans that couldn't be here with us, but we noticed Steve Mason blockers in there and we thought, oh, like left <laughs> behind, but no one for each of your goalies. Cause yeah. you have adapted drills where you've got a blocker on each hand and they're holding like a, a stick out in front of them. Yeah. That evolution of those types of drills, just walk us through why you have the, the guys wear two blockers and do those drills as an example of the, the constant evolution of the position. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's those two blocker drills I'm doing with the, here with the carry and Hanty last year. I do it and my goal is cool too. That's good for the kids. It's just basic. It's just technical basis. Just stay stay a compact and uh, turn your head, uh, your hips and turn your, your shoulders on the recovery stuff. And that's, uh, that's uh, help a lot. Just to, And we have to hold the stick, uh, a short stick, very short stick. You make you, uh, you don't have to, you can stretch, you can open up uh, your, your leg or, or your, your arms so that you, you, you stay compact. And that's, uh, that's uh, the purpose of that drill. I, I uh, kind of start a couple of years ago uh, when I was thinking about something new. That's uh, one of the examples of I use on my goal school and now with the NHL goalies. No reaching, right? You don't want them, you no want, to stay, want them to stay together. No reach. Unless that's a that's a desperation save, you know? right? Yeah, right. Let's go. What it takes, uh, but uh, in practice, you want just good uh, good stuff. Don't reaching. <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned the goalie schools a couple of times. I know they're sold out, but walk us through your summer because you still do like to get out in the community and work with young goalies, with the goalie schools, but also with uh, a video series. Yes, but that's to me that's um, very important. Uh, next summer, it's going to be my thirty uh, thirty one years uh, as my. Uh, goalie coach we uh we celebrate the 30th anniversary last year so to me that's uh, something important to come back to the basis every summer work with the kids uh, i just enjoy that you know i don't need to have a goalie coach anymore a goal school anymore but i still have my goal school because i like to work with the kids and um and in the same times we uh we start uh um, almost a year, uh, two years ago, uh, a, a video, a video series about just uh, fundamental, fund, fundamental stuff. I know uh, for uh, I, I did it for the kids at eight to thirteen years old. That's just basic, and there's a lot of kids they got they don't have those uh, kind of uh, goalie coach. So that that's gonna help us a, a lot, and it's the same thing for the parents. Some parents, they don't, they want to help their kids. They don't know how. That's perfect tools for them. And uh, the minor hockey coaches so, uh, will start, uh, you know, uh, at home, peewee. They, they got no clue what to do with their goalies on, uh, during practice. So that's a great tools for them. We got, we uh, demonstrate that, that the techniques, we explain the, the techniques, and we got a couple drills to practice that technique. And that's uh, most of those drills, uh, you know, that's not for the hilly goalie. That's really for the beginners to 13 years old. But most of those drills, I do the same drill with the NHL goalies. And uh, that's uh, just the basis, the basic things. And uh, uh, so far, this has been very, very well. Uh, we got the DVD available here in uh, Quebec province on all, almost uh, every, uh, every uh, uh, sports store. So. Uh, goalie shops and stuff like that. And we got the online, that's a French and English. 
uh, and online we're doing very well too. So that's a uh, that's a good tools for the kids and the parents and the minor hockey coaches. So uh, I'm pretty proud of it, and uh, that's uh, so far so good. Right, rightfully so. And so it's a DVD series. Is there a vi- can they do it online? Download and look at yes, it as well, exactly. so they don't have to get a physical DVD. No, that's online too on the, at my on my website at Ecole uh, Gardinbu uh, Stefan Wait so dot com. But uh, uh, yes, uh, that's uh, it's easy to uh, to find online. We'll, we'll make sure we leave a link with the show notes so everybody will be able yeah, to see I'll that. Sure we send if you didn't link. study your high school French well enough to pick up that address, uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> I like, can do it. Like Kevin can. Yeah, I can. We've already I've already been called an American on this trip because I couldn't read the menu. So. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and and just for our listeners, and you can check out the social media channels and ingoldmag.com, we'll have a special offer uh, from Steph, a discount code on that. So uh, like I said, I uh, had a chance to look at some of this stuff. It really is perfect that, that we tend to look at a lot of the advanced stuff, but this really is a nice foundation for kids. And as you said, it still applies right up to the NHL oh, level. So sure, we appreciate sure. that. I'll start, I'll start with the good foundation. And a lot of kids doesn't have access to a, uh, goalie, a good goalie coach. A lot of uh, got access to the good good goalie coach, but there's still a lot of they, they don't have access. But well, that's a great tools for those kids. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm pretty proud of that uh, that videos uh, series. You've been in the game for so long, coaching for so long. The position has evolved so much. Uh, we're just talking about how there aren't a lot of resources out there for people. So, how did you evolve with the game? Oh, that's a good question. I start, uh, like I said, thirty some years ago with uh, <laughs> with the Jacques Plant books and uh, stuff like that. Still yeah. have that one at home. Yeah, me yeah. too. I still have that uh, that one, and uh, I bought everything uh, I can find. What as I was a kid, and uh, I couldn't go on the internet because it didn't exist. But no. <laughs> I, uh, I I I got a couple uh, old stuff from Jacques Plant. Uh, uh, I just try to learn it. Just focus on goaltending. Uh, every time I watch the game on TV or uh, the rink, uh, I just focus on goalies. So what are you doing? Uh, tendencies uh, and why you do it that and how we can change that approach and, and just focus on it. And that was the, the, the way to learn back then. And uh, they didn't have the, you know, you can go uh, take a seminar or someone. It didn't, it didn't exist back then. So just learn by, by yourself. And uh, it's just about the passion, but I, with the Tritiak, you know, he had a couple a uh, whole book from the uh, Tritiak. I read that a couple whole book too from uh, came from uh, the whole uh, Czechoslovakia and uh, with uh, Vladimir or uh, Zorilla, and uh, I I I I find everything I could and try to take what is good and uh, uh, and just start like that, and after that, but video and uh, try to. To learn that, and um, the most important thing: try to be open mind. Try to uh, be ready to change your approach or your mind, mindset about that. You know, that's unbelievable. I've been in the NHL for 16 years, and a lot of stuff I uh, used to do uh, 16 years ago, I can't do that anymore. Not even so close. I have to to involve with the game every year, and that's the reason why. Right now, I'm watching every every playoff games every. I need to know. I I, I want to see uh, the tendencies, the goalie's tendencies. Okay, oh, this one is got pretty good at it. I like that. This one, oh, I, I'm not sure about that move or uh, the way he played or too aggressive or too uh, 
whatever that's important to uh, to watch every to me that's important important to watch every game as much as possible to i'm try, still learning and still try to uh, figure out stuff or uh, uh, see new tendencies that's very important and that's uh that's how you were i think i i, I still in the game even it's and I, I think I got that unfortunate because right now I, I think I know the new the new stuff in goalies, but I knew the whole stuff too that the, the new goalie coach doesn't know. <laughs> there you go. And Bigger toolkit. So exactly. So and like I said, uh, thirty minutes ago, the whole not because it's old that's that's bad. There's a lot of stuff still good, and that's all all uh, techniques. Uh, Sometimes gonna you gonna need it. You gotta use. You gotta. That's another uh, tools in your box, so that's uh, that's important. The game is evolving. We're spending a lot more time on our feet than we did before. So exactly, exactly. And as you know, uh, I think so. The, the, a lot of uh, a lot of old uh, stuff are coming back in the game. You now, uh, stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Uh, a couple of years ago, everyone, everyone's are going down too early. Not for nothing. Just too early. Be patient. Stay on your feet. That's coming back. You know, the whole time the goalie stay on your feet, and and that's coming back. So the, the shooter is gonna have to adjust to that. Speaking of patient, you've been really patient with us today. Thank you. Oh, but my pleasure. I can talk about goaltending for three days in a row. Stefan, we can't. Too bad we have you. a flight yeah, to catch. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> gonna say, wait, hey, don't be careful when you say that. We we might take you up on that. I think I think Marco was about four hours last night. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good at it. That's good. So, hey, listen, thank you so much for 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 doing this, for bringing us in here, but also for like over all the years, just being so gracious with your time too. All the knowledge you've had to be open to share it with us and stuff, we can't thank you enough. We learn every time we get to talk to you, and I hope you know how much we appreciate the privilege. But thank you very much, and uh, to be honest, I learned too uh, just watching uh, Ingles Magazine all the time, so uh, I learned too much. We'll be clipping that <laughs> one, and we're using that promotion. fascinating uh to be able to sit around and have the time to just talk hockey and and let a conversation breathe with somebody like Stefan Wade. I didn't realize it but he, like he didn't play. I I thought Stefan played a little bit uh beyond junior. Uh Jimmy we all know about, uh great world junior and uh and uh, had a pro career. But Steph is just this is what he is, and that parallel between the weights and the alaires is, is right there. A couple of things that jumped out at me. He wants to see something special in a goalie, something different, uh, and good drill suggestions, guys. And, and Hutch, I think that was your question for minor hockey coaches to include uh, improve goalies' mobility. So, Hutch, uh, just uh, play off this interview, and Woody uh, chime in as well. well. I, I mean, in terms of that question, I thought it was. Uh almost a textbook answer from him, exactly what we would hope to hear in terms of the advice given uh, to young goaltenders, to goaltending coaches, and to minor hockey coaches. I think the message is absolutely on point, and I, and I hope people took note. Uh, the fact that goaltenders need an opportunity to rest and to recover, uh, that we need to keep it simple and have a little bit of structure in what we're doing in practice. I That was one of the things that I asked him about because it had really stood out to me in some of those examples that we've seen on social over the years where you'll see a, 
Carey Price working through a very, very basic drill where he's he's doing something that I think probably would annoy a few nine-year-olds who would respond, I already know how to do that, uh, going fairly slowly through some motions and, and a very expected save. You heard him even say in the interview that he was... Uh, he asked his shooters at all his camps that they have to hit a particular spot. Um, does that make things too easy for goaltenders? Uh, not at all, because he then wants them to be able to put those those skills on autopilot in, in a game situation and react in a more instinctive way. Uh, so, so I thought that was fantastic. And and let's not forget that uh, he did mention to us as we were walking through there that he would fully support Kerry uh, throwing a few more two pad stacks in this year, Kev. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. The willingness you build the box and and the structure and practice, but the willingness to go outside of it seems to be something that he stressed. To me, the one thing that jumped out is you know I knew that going back to Montreal was a big deal for him because it's his hometown. Um, couldn't have been easy to leave Chicago even for an opportunity like that. But just when he talked about how much of that decision involved the chance to work with Kerry, um, that was the first time I'd heard that. We, we, I probably would have guessed it played a role, but I didn't realize that, you know, it was that big of a role and it makes you realize just how special an athlete he has there in Montreal. And yeah, the rest of the stuff, um, I mean, some great questions, Hutch. I think he said the same. Uh, so a little, little backpat from me to you on that one. And just got him talking about, you know, themes I think that we've seen from some of the goalies, like Kerry himself, every time we get to spend that day with him and talk to him and see him when he comes through town in practice, crease movement is just an absolute foundation. And he does a ton of it. And you're right. A lot of kids would be like, you know, come on, let's get some drills. Let's get some pucks. Let's get some live ammo. Let's get going here. And no, it's all about movement. When we talk about what makes Kerry so special, that efficiency, that ability to always sort of be in position, that all starts with being able to move. And that's something that he works an absolute ton off uh, on. And I'm not surprised it's mirrored in what his goalie coach wants out of drills. And, and I would just throw in, let, let, let's not forget his relationship with all the goaltenders along the years. So he was happy to, to move to Montreal for the opportunity to work with Kerry. Uh, but that week had been texting with Corey Crawford and mentioned texting with, I think it was Habby as well. Um, he's got a relationship with all of these guys that he's worked with. And to be a good teacher, the, the foundation is in a good relationship with your pupils. Everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Uh, the old school, it's my way or the highway is gone. Uh, we know that with young people in schools today, and it's true with the NHL level as well. So I, I loved hearing that piece of it. So goalie coaches... Okay. Player coaches out there, listen to that. I've got one for you then. Because Steph, I thought it was a great uh, statement, a great quote. Steph uh, said, feel like his goalies feel. Like you have to, he has to put himself in that position uh, to really understand uh, what they're going through and how they, they look at it. So if there's a back and forth, and he's comfortable with that back and forth with his goalies, that's at a pro level. When we're talking about kids at goalie camps, when is when is the time or a uh, kid at, with his goalie coach in in minor hockey? Wh- when do you think is the right age for a a goalie to start challenging a goalie coach or having that conversation? I, I think it. I think if it's respectful, we see it in schools at all ages okay. now, and it has to be respectful. And you have to have a teacher who's willing to hear it. Uh, you have to pick your spots, 
Um, I, I, I wouldn't see it, especially with a young person, as a you need to challenge your coach. But I think it's perfectly okay for a goaltender of any age, a player of any age, to simply ask, great, happy to do that. Can you explain to me why we're doing it this way? Uh, that'll just help me understand what I'm doing better. Uh, that That's different than I disagree with you. I like to do it this way. Uh, you know, I always teach the kids I work with, and I've heard many coaches say the same thing. Um, you may or may not agree with what I'm going to show you here, you may or may not prefer to do it this way, but it's just another tool to put in the toolkit and uh, give it a go and see what works for you. Uh, another thing that Steph mentioned, right? He he works with his goaltenders, uh, asking them to try a variety of different save selections in the same scenario, uh, so yes. that you can throw shooters off balance a little bit. Well, I you know I I think it's important that kids recognize that with different coaches that they work with. There's a different ways to do things. Um, as long as you're respectful in asking why you're doing something, uh, I think any age you should be allowed to do that now. Spot on, uh, Hutch, because uh, I can almost guarantee this. I, I don't like to speak for Woody, but uh, I think he and I are cut from a similar cloth that we'd be both of the, of the ilk of saying, what are you talking about? I don't want to do that. And and Hutch, you're the, you're the voice of reason on this thing. The diplomat, the diplomat, yeah. Thanks, Dad. What's the yeah? Thanks, pops. Uh, the discount code you guys mentioned it uh, in the interview, but uh, the discount code for people to uh, follow Steph up. Steph gave that. us a website. Uh, Kevin, can you pronounce that website? Oh come on! You're gonna put me on the spot like this. It's Ecole Gardienne S Weight or Ecole Gardienne's Weight dot com. I'm gonna spell it E C O L E G A R D I E N. S-W-A-I-T-E dot com. And that is Stefan Waite's Goaltending School website. The <laughs> discount code, the discount code. Don't interrupt me, Dad. The <laughs> discount code is mag. That will get you 20% off the sort of six-lesson DVD set that he has. You can download it, as we talked about in the interview. You don't have to buy the DVD because, I'll be honest, how many of us even have something you can plug a DVD into anymore? Um, you can download it and just have it on video, put it on your device, put it on your iPad, put it on your computer, watch it that way. Um, just, to, just to reiterate, though, it really is... This was a gap that Steph saw in teaching... Um, a lot of the stuff online was focused towards older kids uh, or advanced goaltenders. And I think we've been guilty of that at times at Ingle, right? Hutch over the years where you kind of, you, you, you always want the pro or the junior in the video and we kind of missed the seven to 13 year olds. And that's who Steph has built this video series for. Evidently it sells really well in Quebec. Uh, it is bilingual. You can, you can have it in English or French. So the rest of us who, uh, don't parlez-vous le français, which was me. I was called an American at a restaurant while we were in Montreal for my inability to read the menu. Uh, there are There is something here for you too. You'll be able to understand it. So uh, listen, um, this is not the best format for giving out codes and websites. Make sure you check out the Ingo social media. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Ingo newsletter and we'll send out more details on that. But if you go to his website, ecolgardienneswait.com, and use you guys are just laughing at my pronunciation and use the discount code in goal mag i-n-g-o-a-l-m-a-g you will get 20 percent off the video screw both of you i think you just ordered the light linguini is is what you really just just said (laughs) come on you Uh, did well you did well uh yes this is why the wait this is why the waitress asked us if we were american after i stumbled through an order in montreal brutal 
She you then do. told us she was an expert at accents, so that's what I really enjoyed. <laughs> but you do live close to the border. Uh, from thoughts and philosophies uh, to make goalie better with Stefan Waite to the equipment that could give you or your young goalie an edge on the ice. Uh, let's head over to the Hockey Shop, Source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com, and join Woody. I'm looking forward to this one. Join Woody for our weekly gear segment on Pat. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. We're in the basement, or as I like to call it, goalie heaven with Cam Matwiv. Um, we're going to talk a little pad fitting this week, but first of all, I wanted to check in. Like We are literally days away from the biggest event of the year, Tendy Fest 4, the greatest on-ice demo session available to goaltenders anywhere. I know what a monster this is to organize. Oh, by the way, live podcast coming um, from Tendy Fest. How you doing? Like three, four days away from this monstrosity that is Tendy Fest and organizing it all. How, how, how are you doing? How are the nerves? It, you, you know, they're, they're, they're coming together. Uh, to be honest, uh, went a little golfing this weekend, try to try to relax, but I think that took my anger level up a little bit more than I wanted it to go. Oh, you're <laughs> like, you're like me on the ice, a little snaptastic as uh, Hutch and Darren uh, like to, to talk about. Uh, hacker is not even the right term for me. It's that bad. Well, hey, that's why you're good at goaltending. Got to be good at something, right? <laughs> so I guess the whole thing about goaltending and golf being related is is doesn't apply to you. I don't know. Anyways, um, Tendy Fest is a beast. You ready? You organize double two sheets of ice, double the ability to test gear, um, more gear than we've seen in the past. You've, you're asked the suppliers to bring even more. Like how good is this going to be if goalies want to come out and try something new this weekend? Twice the ice twice the amount of demo gear you know if you had problems getting on ice in the past if you attended you know this this is going to help to get you out there um again reiterate make sure you're bringing all of your gear with you um head to toe um and yeah go and rent and go have fun may 26th at burnaby eight rinks in vancouver from 11 o'clock to four o'clock tendy fest four now one of the things that's part of it obviously is demoing gear that's that's the biggest part again we'll have a live podcast um, there are going to be vendors there with all kinds of different uh, opportunities to see some live mask painting, um, things like that. So there's tons to do, but the biggest thing is testing gear. Now, part of testing gear is fitting gear. And so I want to talk to you today about how you fit a set of pads here at the hockey shop. So it, it all starts with skates, actually. So when a customer, so so fitting pad starts with skates. Yes. Okay. So I mean, a lot of people you, you see them they, they grab a pad and they put it up against their leg and they kind of f- like squish it and then they go oh my knee fits well n- no that's it's not how you do it. Um, we start off we get you in a proper fitting pair of skates and I want you to lace up the pad how you would perceive to do it. So a I get to analyze how you're strapping up the pad, um, kind of see some quirks and things. Uh, you know a I learn every time I watch someone do up a set of pads because everybody always does it differently. But that said, if all of a sudden I see your bootstraps too tight and the pad doesn't rotate, well, I can solve that right away, right? That said, they get to lace up the pad, get them to stand up, um, checking for the overall height. You know, we don't want something that's going past their hip bones or anything like that. You want to be kind of just at around just below crotch line um, in most cases, depending on the goalie. And then we get them to drop into the butterfly. And here's where the most important part comes. Um, you can't expand out as wide on the carpet here, but it gives me a pretty good read. What I'm looking for is where the knee is lining up. Um, 
center of the knee, center of the knee cradle. That's the biggest measurement that we all do. Um, now there is, you know, everyone can go by the charging charts of ATKs and this, that, and the other. But what I find those just don't line up properly in comparison to physically seeing it in the store. Um, again, uh, our guys, um, including myself, we have the chance to be able to see exactly where your knee lines up. Um, again, we want that center of the knee in the center of the knee cradle. Or if you're a little kid and you're growing, you know, we put it down into that kind of lower half, um, but still making enough contact to get good control, but allowing for some more of a uh, growth, for example. So, I mean, that makes sense. I just, I ne- never thought of that. The, the way you wear the pad on your skate and obviously different pads fit differently. We've seen it a lot, you know, with the launch of eFlex 4, with the launch of Bauer 2X Pro, both pads that have a flatter boot that are going to sit more on top of the skate versus, you know, say the, the comparison product in each line is the Premier for the CCM uh, and the 2S Pro for the Bauer, both with a steeper boot that are going to sit higher. Again, having that on your foot or just measuring it up to your knee while you're standing there in a pair of shoes really isn't the same as how it's going to interact when you've got a pair of skates on when you're actually on the ice. So you actually take the step and dress them up. Like that's a that's a pretty big step, getting guys to lace up skates and adding that process. But it's key for you guys. Exactly. I mean, on the weekend, you can see about like four or five hybrid half dress goalies kind of hobbling around the department usually. <laughs> but uh, no, it makes that much of a difference. You know, again, you can get a general read without but you, you got to have the skates on. You got to put everything on. Um, we don't usually do our fits with pants. I was going to um, ask you, yeah. what about other components? Do you have to, like, is it a full Mr. Dress Up out here? We can. And now it really depends on how intricate you want to take it. Now, I can personally get a pretty good read on how the pad's going to amalgamate with a set of pants, um, even without them on, depending on what the customer's using. Um, that said, um, for customers that want that full feel, on a lot of my custom gear fittings for, uh, like, leg pads and whatnot, we'll go that full setup. Um, I've had guys even throw on the chest protector just to see it all integrate everything all together um don't necessarily have to but if you want the total total feel wise what better way i mean we've got them on the wall just grab one right nice so okay and what about e-pads because you talk about skates interacting uh with the boot of a pad and clearly that affects how it fits on a leg bootstrap whether you do it up whether you all those things what about knee pads because we've seen you know as especially as an older goalie um you know maybe junior kids go to a more of a wider fitting pro model knee pad uh, how that fits with the knee stack can can maybe affect or different brands with different size knee stacks uh, can affect sort of that clearance and how they might do it up. Do you, do you go that far as well? Uh, for sure. We start off in the beginning with without it. So that way I can see exactly where that knee fits. Um, and then once, you know, we want to feel the integration of the knee pad, you know, usually we'll kind of go to that after. Because the one thing, the knee pad won't change where the center of the knee fits. However, it will change everything around that. So if you're already sitting low inside of a knee cradle, i.e. I fit for growth room when you toss on that knee pad you're now creating more surface area and more pressure on the knee cradle so we'll give the illusion of a, of a better fitting pad at that point when even though we still have extra growth room um, a lot of guys like a true pro fit you sh- your knee pad in theory should be overlapping off the top of the knee cradle that would mean your the center of your knee is dead center so uh it, it definitely comes into play um, for a starting basis, I usually go without it. And then once I kind of dial in the pad for the customer, then we start to talk about the knee pad conversation. Okay. So it's important not to have an, like you could basically get a misread on where that knee is sitting. If you have too big of a knee pad in that initial stage of the fitting. So you save it for later. That makes perfect Correct. sense. Okay. Um, that's amazing. Like that's so really, it is like, like Mr. Dress up here on a Saturday afternoon, three, four goalies walking around doing carpet flies, just like we do at home, except for they're doing it before they buy the pads so that they know that they fit correctly. Like, that's 
I actually want to come see this on a Saturday. I always hit you up midweek for these. One of the few times this place isn't just like jammed with goalies, but I might have to come in on Saturdays. Like it's like an episode of Mr. Dress Up. You're probably too young for Mr. Dress Up and his tickle trunk. <laughs> Don't look at me like it's, it's not like that. It's not like that. Don't go there. If Viewers, you're, help, if us. You're as help old, us. If you're as old as me, you'll remember that. Okay, so dress up at the hockey shop on a weekend. Come to get fit. Uh, this is why we come here because these guys understand how goalies work, how to fit a goalie, how to make sure if you're a young goalie growing up, you have room to grow, but you're actually going to have a pad that works for you. Do you ever have, is that ever a conversation where dad or mom wants, wants more room to grow and yet that pad's just too tall for a kid? Is that, uh, is that one, how do you, how do you walk the line on that one? Uh, it's almost a daily conversation, to be honest. I mean, you know, you want to get the best cost per value out of, you know, whatever product you're buying. For sure. Um, between the parents, the goalie and, you know, the staff, not just myself. Um, it's about, you know, the trust factor of like, Hey, we've got enough room here, but I think beyond this, like son's not son and or daughter's not gonna be able to move. Right. So the bottom line, if it's too big and they can't move, you're defeating the purpose. Well, what's the point? Like, you know, you can't, you can't force a pad to fit if it's not fitting properly. Like there's different ways you can kind of bring the pad down, you know, haul on that bootstrap a little bit more, but you lose a little bit because of that, you know, this, that, and the other. Right. But that said, you know, again, that's why we usually say the, the center of the knee and that lower portion of the knee block, especially for those kids, that's that growth room. Anything more than that, the pad's just going to get too sloppy. Okay, perfect. This is why I, I really enjoyed this. Like I said, this is why we come to the hockey shop for this type of expertise. Uh, guys that are fitting you in pads, are guys that play the position. They're goalies. They understand all these things. They've been doing it like Cam has for years. Uh, They know how it works. They know you need to put on a pair of skates to properly fit a set of pads. And that's something, to be honest with you, I hadn't even thought of. So fantastic information. I'll be honest with you. I think we got to do more of this, this type of fitting stuff. Uh, We always talk about new products and what's coming in. Uh, but I really enjoyed this. I think this will help a lot of young goalies and parents, especially when it comes time to fit in their next set. Uh, So thanks, Cam. Thanks for doing this. Not a problem. And see you at Tendy Fest. See you at Tendy Fest. May 26th, 11 to 4 o'clock at Burnaby 8 Rinks. Live podcast, all the demo gear you can try, two sheets of ice to try it on, uh, live demonstrations, mass painting, all kinds of different products on display in the in the vendor area. A uh, chance to yeah, maybe meet me, Dave Hutchison, Darren Millard's flying out from Toronto for our live podcast. Guests include Pete Smith. Uh, Alex Ald, well, reps from CCM, Bauer, all coming up. But most importantly, folks, if you come to Tendy Fest, you have an opportunity to meet the one and only Cam Matt with. Cam, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> thanks, Cam. Yeah, getting properly fitted, that has evolved so much because it used to be properly fitted was just measuring up to your thigh, where you wanted the pad in the thigh. Uh, then it was the ATK, uh, Ankle to knee, right? Yep. And and now getting just going in with basically your full gear and, and doing. It. I did ATK uh, for a couple of sets ago, and and it was slightly off, and and it just speak because I would slide up my knee block. So uh, it's it's important to have that that full on fitting uh, to it, and it's a little more challenging for Hutch because uh, you've got Maddie there that's growing. So it, I mean, you're gonna. That's an interesting question, right? Like, how much do you do you factor in growth? Well, yeah, and Cam, Cam talked about it in the segment. Talked about making sure that the knee still t- at least is on the bottom part of the knee stack. At the end of the day, 
if the knee's not hitting it at all, you're hindering the kid at the beginning, even if you've left him room to grow. Right. And the pad's probably too tall for him, and then he can't move, and now you got a goalie that can't move, and that's no good either. As much as it sucks, there's only so much you can do. I would way rather err on the side of being too small for a youngster because then they've got mobility, and we want them to be mobile, and we want them to be fast. Obviously, we want them protected, but that's rarely the question. Uh, but, yeah, it's a tough one for sure. Uh, and like I said, that's why we refer to the guys at the hockey shop. I thought Cam did a good job in that segment of breaking it down. And if you go there, you know, you sort of have guys that understand these questions, have played the position, have been through it themselves in terms of growing through pads. And they're going to give you similar answers to what has just gave, but with 10 years of fitting experience. So that's why we go to the hockey shop.com and the hockey shop source for sports in Surrey. I may talk to Cam for five hours on my own at Tandy Fest. Uh, we also have our review on EngelMag.com uh, on the Bauer 2X Pro line. It, it, it's up. Yeah, another another tour de force by Woody, who writes uh, a master's thesis for each one of these things. Uh, he writes as much as he talks, uh, but equally intelligent <laughs> on paper as he is with his voice. So, uh, no, really, it's uh, it's incredible the 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 work that gets put into these and. Uh, um, we're really proud of what we did there. So go go take a look at ingolmag.com. Um, find the review for the 2X Pro. You'll see some some great visuals. You'll see a little video of uh, Kevin strapping them up. Uh, you'll hear all the insights in, into what's changed. And, uh, and then leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, we'd like to know uh, how you feel about these reviews. What do you need more of? Uh, what do you need less of? How can we make them better for you? And I think we should stress, too, on these reviews that we sort of started in both cases, uh, CCM Flex 4 a couple of weeks ago, and now with the 2X Pro from Bauer, um, more of an overview because we hadn't had it as long as we like, uh, and we'll continue to follow up. Um, it would be one thing for me to be the only guy wearing the pads and give you my opinion, but that's just my opinion. To really test it, we feel like we have to get it out there. Uh, I got E-Flex 4 right now out with the junior uh, junior A goalie. Uh, I got Bauer 2X Pro going out again on Friday with a different junior A goalie from a different league, guys who wear different equipment. We really try and get as many voices as we can at as many different levels, including beer league schmucks like myself, uh, up-and-coming kids, junior goalies, uh, later in the summer, we have an opportunity to get feedback from pros as well. Um, this isn't just one guy telling you how they like the gear uh, or repeating company lines. Uh, we really do try and get some of the feedback from guys who play at a pretty high level and share that with our readers. So look for that to continue on both lines as we move through the summer. I know you work the uh, the keys uh, on the uh, on the laptop in writing that uh, synopsis of the 2X Pro line, you didn't just dictate it because we got a great text from you earlier today in which you were, uh, were using the voice <laughs> activation. And I, my response was, what the hell did he just say? Uh, I had no idea. So uh, just stick to the type. You know okay? what? Evidently, Apple CarPlay doesn't speak French either. <laughs> Yeah, you're having trouble finding a language these days. Uh, Ingolmag.com is uh, the place to get that Bauer 2X Pro uh, review. Uh, some good browsing as we travel to Burnaby 8 Rinks on May 26th for Tendy Fest 2019. We'll have a full recap of that uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, as well as a, a live podcast uh, from your uh, friends here at Ingol Radio, the podcast. Come by, say hi. We'd love to meet all our Ingol Radio listeners. A good way to find out uh, what you like, what you'd like 
like to hear in future episodes as well. So give us your thoughts. Uh, for Hutch and Woody, our thanks to Cam and Stefan. I'm Darren Millard. Uh, if you could quantify knowledge by holding it in your hand, then we've all added a little extra weight after this show. Thanks for listening. Send us your thoughts anytime. We're happy to hear from you. And make sure you check out ingoldmag.com and thehockeyshop.com. Bye for now. 